so much for accepting my request for this interview. To the audience, uh, please share what you do and uh, how they can reach out to you. Yeah, so um, I am a mindset coach, uh, predominantly develop or deal with uh, paradigms. And of course, paradigms are our habitual behaviors or almost all our behaviors are habitual. And we find that, I suppose, when it comes to mindset, it affects many different people in many different ways. So I I would normally say that, look, I, I deal with mainly business people, but in fact, paradigms affect all types of people in in, in every way, not just business people. Uh, However, my my preferred client or the clients I I, I attract are predominantly uh, business-orientated people. So people that are in a business or people that want to get into involved in a business and need to create the the habits and know-how of how to do that. Okay. Thank you for um, thank you for that information. Who could who can reach out to you? Uh, do you work with companies or do you work with individuals? Um, I've worked with both. Um, again, um, when when it's a company, it tends to be a group of people. So the company want to expand a division mm-hmm. um, or a particular area of their business. When it comes to an individual, it tends to be personal and professional. So I suppose when you look at, you know, most people want some form of personal growth, mm-hmm. and, but also from a professional point of view. In most cases, we find, though, that uh, people approach me based on it being professional and then establish that it's actually a lot of personal stuff that's going on, stopping them from the growth. <laughs> that does make sense because ultimately um, your professional life and personal life, uh, we treat it different. But there is so much spillover between the two, and especially working at home, um, it messes up everything or <laughs> enhance everything. And anybody who have this personal aspiration, um, they they're very good with the the work because they get the structure. But their personal aspiration or side side project, they are not that good with them. So. Uh, it does make sense that it's spillover from professional to personal. Yeah, because what we find is that if an individual wants to grow, so let's take an example where somebody wants to earn maybe a couple of hundred thousand a year, um, and they're only earning 50,000 a year, or maybe it's somebody that's earning 500,000, but they want to earn a million a year, and they can't find uh, the how or the gap. They can't find the reason why they're stuck effectively. And this creates a big challenge. But one of the the main areas surrounding it is actually their self-image. They might be confident and competent enough to be able to reach that goal, but they may find that because of their self-image, their beliefs, their behaviors, maybe how they grew up, what they inherited from their ancestors, that's what tends to hold them back. And when, when you establish that with somebody and you get them on the frequency of what they want, and not what they need, well, then you can help them grow. One other thing that we have to break is to look for other people's aspiration. Uh, you have to get the aspiration from inside. You have to feel ready so that other people can uh, trust you versus we typically look at other people and we ask, uh, hey, I want to become a manager or I want to become this. And then uh, based on how other people are responding, your your confidence level going up, up and down because uh, um, you're looking for the aspiration outside, not not inside. 
Yeah. So again, when we talk about our self-image, uh, everything that's going on in the outside world is a direct reflection of what's going on internally with that person. So as I said, if they want to grow or they want to develop or they want to you know, get a new job or they want to create income, they say they're going to do it and they almost decide they're going to do it, but then they give up on doing it. So something happens and a month passes by, three months, six months, a year, and then they realize they never reached a goal. And that is down to the self-image. Um, and sometimes that can be uh, damaging in some ways because it can affect your confidence. So when you tell yourself you're going to do something and you tend not to follow through and get the results, well, now you don't feel confident in your own ability and it starts to chip away. So then it's almost like the second person talking to yourself in your head and that affects you. But when you show people how to develop the skill of avoiding that and show them how to uh, get on the frequency of what they want, well, then you can open up a whole uh, variety of growth within inside somebody. That sounds very powerful. It is. I Trust me, it is. It's something I've learned uh, many years ago. How can people reach out to you? And uh, do you want to share your pricing? How, how much it costs them to get your services? Yeah, so uh, there's a couple of options. One is uh, you know, B-A-R-Y-L-Y-N-C-H-S. Alternatively, jump on to barrylynch.com um, and just send me a, an email through that or on the autoresponder, connect on it. And uh, from a, a cost point of view, uh, we have a, a, a set program and that's done over six months, so we can do over three months. Uh, they range from uh, $3,800 up to $6,250. But it really depends on the, the individual. The pricings are, are set, but it depends on the individual of what we need to work with. So we, we adapt that in a, in a free call. We offer a free call to anybody that just wants to share, get, get an open mind to what, how they, what they can do and what they can achieve. Okay. And I will add all these hyperlinks in the uh, show description and uh, um, in the footnotes. So I will add that. So again, thank you so much for offering all these services. Now we jump into what you wanted to become when you was in high school. So when I was younger, I always had a passion and desire to be wealthy. I always had a passion and desire to be in business, to create some sort of wealth. I have no idea why, but it seemed to me that that was the shiny object to me. And I suppose when I started in business when I was 18, um, mm -hmm. I originally started with a, a cleaning business and I built that up quite successfully. Um, and that allowed me to adopt many different things at, my, at that age um, that I suppose a lot of people didn't have. Uh, which was cars and you know jewelry and, and nice holidays. Um, so I, I seemed to develop that passion and desire for being in business. I loved the label of being a businessman. Uh, and that's what what helped me grow throughout my years. And I, I always said, you know, I was going to be a millionaire when I was by the time I was 40. And I was, which was great. But mm -hmm. It didn't feel like that, I suppose, when when I first got into business, because you know it's 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 a tough road when you try to do it all your own, and that was the problem. I tried to do everything on my own without asking for advice. So, eighteen year old. So, does that mean you didn't go for your bachelor, master degree? You you started business directly. Left school quite early, 
um, decided to go into business um, set up my business and then realized I didn't need to go back to do any more. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my learning didn't stop, though. Um, my learning uh, transpired into business orientated. So uh, Bob Proctor, um, Brian Tracy, Jim Rohn, uh, Tony Robbins, all these people I learned you know, CDs, tapes. I used to drive around with cassette tape in my vehicle, listening to them over and over again. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, Earl Nightingale. <laughs> On your LinkedIn, I saw you're a big fan of Bob Proctor. You shared a lot of hyperlink from his videos. Yes. Yes. I've been connected with Bob now for over three and a half years. Um, unfortunately, he passed away last week, uh, which was a big loss. Um, but his legacy will continue um, because the information that I've learned from Bob changed my life forever. So I was quite successful. Uh, I started a business when I was 18. I listened to some of Bob many years ago, um, as well as many others. But when I became to roughly around my mid-40s, um, I had, I suppose, I felt reached the pinnacle of my career. You know, I'd had a successful business. I had everything I ever wanted. Um, I didn't really want for anything, but I think that got too much. And it all sort of felt like it was falling apart around me. And there are lots of different things happened. I was probably getting too confident for my my own boots. Um, I ended up with court cases, you know, four high court actions. Um and I, I, I thought that this was the way business was. You know, someone suing you, you sue them. Someone else sues you, you sue them. And, and it, was getting, it was getting to a stage where it was getting uh, where I didn't enjoy it anymore. And it wasn't a good place to be. I wasn't in a good place. Mm-hmm. It affected many things in my life. And um, I managed to uh, reach out to Bob Proctor. And I did some training with, with Bob. And it literally changed my life forever. I was able to scale my business from where it was to the next level, but become happy and healthy as well. Whereas before before that, I wasn't happy or healthy. I was working, you know, 80 and 20 hours a day. Whereas now I work a lot less and I'm a lot more happier and a lot more healthier in the process. I was uh, I wanted to ask if you met with him, but it seems like you did, as you did training with him. I did indeed. I met I met Bob several times. Um, over the pa- before the pandemic, um, I think it was four times actually I met him. Um, but one of the times I clearly remember, uh, which was another life changing experience for me. Um, I was in his home. Um, we had had lunch, and now not just me. It was there was a, a group of people. We we were uh, invited to his home and his studio to have lunch. And <laughs> um, I had asked him a question, and I had said. Uh, Bob, do you mind me asking you, you know, how do you develop your intuition? Um, because Bob was the type of individual you could stand and talk to him and he could read you. He could read your energy and he could tell what you were thinking. He could tell, you know, if you had a problem, he could tell. And, and I, was, I was really intrigued by this. So I asked him and he, he, what he had said to me was, um, Barry, he says, you're very sensitive. And I went, OK, thanks. And that was it. That's all he said. And. I went off for about an hour trying to figure out what did he mean by I was very sensitive. Because when I was growing up, everybody told me I was sensitive. But I understood sensitive was in I was angry because I wasn't an angry person. So I, I, I was comp- 
completely confused. So I decided to go back to him. And about an hour later, I walked back over and said, Bob, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you this again. I said, you told me I'm very sensitive. Can you please tell me? And he goes, listen to yourself, Barry. Listen to yourself. And that was it. That's all he said. So I went back to the hotel room, uh, got on the bus, back to the hotel room. And I sat in the hotel room. I'd stay for about three or four hours trying to, you know, his words going into my head. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. You're very sensitive. Listen to yourself. And then a light bulb went on and I realized all my life I had been picking up energy from other people, but not knowing that's what it was. So when when I'm surrounded with people or when I'm with somebody, I can almost pick up their energy. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the more you start to listen to it, the more you feel it and the more you pick it up. And that had answered a lot of questions for me. Because when I was with, say, a, a relationship or when I was with an employee, mm-hmm. you know, it was when I was with them, it was all about what I wanted. You know, you better start doing this. And if you don't start doing this, you're going to get you're going to fire, you get fired. But then I start listening to what they wanted. Well, when when I listen to them, I'm watching them and picking up whether they're telling me the truth or whether they genuinely want to you know, move on or, or not. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And because of that, it made my communication skills more effective. And this is why I find now that I'm very good with clients because I'm not just taking the services from them to get paid. I'm genuinely helping them to better themselves or improve. And as a result of Bob and what he had shared with me and that life-changing moment, as well as the other information I learned. So I felt a connection with him. And from that day to this, you know, I admired him. This is... (laughs) This is what I like about this discussion. With each person that I talk to, something from their life comes up and uh, just hearing the energy, hearing the sound of your voice, hearing the passion behind it, it's amazed me. Yeah, like, thank you very much. Yeah. One of the life-changing moments for you, so amazing. Well, I think it's in everybody. That's the difference. It's like, you know, when I talk to people, I ask them, what is it you want? And if somebody hasn't got a desire or passion to want something, well, that's sometimes can be just down to their, they just don't have never asked themselves what they want. So when I speak to somebody and I do a 15 minute call with them, I'll ask them, what do you want? And some people don't know what they want. They want, yeah, they want money. They say, I want money. And I say, but if I give you a million euros today, what would that do? And they say, oh, I pay my bills off and I buy a nice house and I buy a nice car. And I say, well, then what would you do? After that, what would you do? And then they don't know. It's because, you know, when you go from, like what I said, when you go from somebody that might be earning 500,000 to go to somebody that's earning a million, it's two different It's two different mindsets. So, you know, it, it's a journey you have to go through. But when you've spoken to somebody or you deal with somebody that's already been there, you're getting solid advice. But you first have to decide what it is you want. I always knew what I wanted. And that's why, that's what gets me up in the morning. So that's why I find out of somebody else. What is it you want? Do you want to earn that money? Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's set up a roadmap. Let's guide you to that, and then let's get the let the get the ball rolling. You know, put the roadmap in place and start giving you the guidance, and then you can start to see your dreams come true. And if you don't know what you want, well, then we sit down and we go, well, okay, let's go back a few years. Let's go back 10, 15, 20 years. What is it you wanted then? And then the light bulb sometimes goes on, and you realize actually, I know what I want. 
Okay. But the other thing you've got to remember is the reason why people don't know what they want is because they are all the time working on what they need. I need to pay the bills. I need to pay my car. I need to pay my mortgage. I need to pay the school fees. You know, I need to put a roof over my head. So what happens is when you concentrate on what it is you need, it, mm -hmm. it just becomes the, the habitual behavior day in and day out. But when you start to concentrate on what you want and start working towards what you want, well, then you fill the needs. The people who don't know what they want, and I have seen many people, I have seen um, my own aspiration that I know up to a certain point what I want. And then after that, that I did not know what I want. And I spent last three years just circling around to figure out. And that helped me. But I've met so many people. I observe so many people who don't know what they want. And, and uh, one of the reasons that I realize is um, uh, the way our culture is, the way our, uh, we grew up um, in school for like 18, 20 years, yeah. We was looking at teacher for praise and uh, we know that every year we're going to go to the next class and next class. And then um, when we we get out of the college, start job, we get into this uh, cycle that uh, this person has this type of car, this person has this type of uh, a house and that's what I want. Right. I mean, that's what everybody wants, And uh, uh, they go into the cycle for endless cycle <laughs> and just like you said once they start buying these fancy things they they go into the neat part that i need to earn this much so i can pay off this so the cycle unknowingly knowing unknowingly we we trap into the cycle and we don't even know what we want and many people are in that cycle and i wish if somebody can help or a global <laughs> phenomenal that can help them that uh, these are the seven things these are the 10 things that you should do at this age or this age that you know at least you start working toward it to know uh, or at least recognize that you don't really know what you want you're just going after something but there are so much help once you know what you want there's so much help, right? You yeah. you you know how to to break into goals. You know how to to achieve your goals, and and there's so much you could do once you figure out what you want. But the process to figuring out what you really want um, is not the defined. So there there is actually another process you can use when you're trying to figure out what it is you want. So you've got to remember that everything that we do, we're caught up in our paradigms. We're caught up in our habitual state. You know, we get up at the same time. We go to bed at the same time. We go into our kitchen or we go into our living room. We sit in the same chair. You know, we watch TV in the same position. If somebody, if we came into the room and somebody was sitting in our chair, we're uncomfortable. So we ask them to move. Why? Because it's our chair. So what's happening is we get caught up in the habitual state. So when you realize that you, I suppose, leave high school and, you know, you get to your, uh, do your, your exams or whatever, and you're happy with them. And then you get married, you have kids, you get a house, you get a car. Mm -hmm. And now you're competing with everybody else, like what you mentioned, you know. Right. Jimmy buys a brand new Porsche down the road. Well, I'm going to have to buy a Porsche down the road, right? A, a better car. I'm buying a Ferrari, you know, right. and it becomes a comp competition. 
And now you're trying to find the money to do it, the need, the need. Whereas if you were to sit down and sit back and actually think about what it is you want. And what I mean by that is outside of the bubble. So why I say the bubble is because our habitual behaviors are inside the bubble. So it's a bit like when you go away on holidays. What happens? You're in a complete different frame of mind. You're laughing, you're joking. Yeah, exactly. And that's because you're in a higher state of vibration. You're not in your habitual state. So they're, they're the times when you should be even able to think about more. You know, you might see something and say, oh, my God, I'd love that car. Oh, oh, my God, I've always wanted a car like that. I'm going to do it. That's what I want. You see? And then you go back home and you get back in your bubble and you get back to your day's work and you forget about the car and you forget about all these things that you're going to do. But the difference is if they excite you, well, then that's what you should work towards. Yeah, so it really is. It's 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 about sitting down and looking at what we call the ABC. You know, our, the an A is something that you do, um, you know, you can do. A B is something that uh, you might think you need it, but you'll do it anyway. Whereas a C goal is something big. So that might be where I'm on five hundred thousand. I want to earn a million. But what most people do is come to goals is they might say, "I'm on five hundred thousand. And I'm going to earn 550,000 next year. Why? Because that's comfortable. 50 grand. That's no problem. Yeah. So what'll happen is sometimes the economy will get better. You'll earn a 50 grand. You think you've reached your goal. Yeah, I got my goal. But actually you didn't. It didn't really make you that happy. It didn't get you up out of bed in the morning. But when you start to create the wants and what you want and you start working towards it and you build a roadmap around that, well, now you're excited every day getting up out of bed. You know, it's hard to keep you down because now you're starting to see that life is much better. Now, the, I, the, the, the whole idea is keeping on that um, almost like the, the level or vibration of the goal. And that's the key. It's all about being comfortable, being uncomfortable. And when you're comfortable being uncomfortable, well, then you can stay in the high vibration and you start hitting major goals, almost like quantum leaps start to happen. Well, that quantum leap is, I guess, it's way higher, heavy word than I can. Um, yeah, quantum leap. You know, that's that's when you make a a, a big a big jump, a major jump. Um, you know, it's a book called U uh, Square, and uh, Price Pitcher. It's very good. He talks about quantum leaps. You know, and he talks about a, a fly in a room, and the fly comes in and it's trying to get out. You know, through the window, and it's beating off the window, banging, banging back and forward. And then eventually it gets exhausted and dies. But yet 10 feet behind it, the door is open. Right. You know, it could have flown out the door and gone to freedom. But why? Because it wasn't looking at that. It was looking in the wrong direction. And that's what people do. That's why I was saying mindset is 95%. Strategy is 5%. But most people do the opposite way. They have 95% strategy and 5% mindset. They're not thinking about the solutions. They're thinking about the problem. You you recently started YouTube, right? Uh, I saw your YouTube as well, and you've been consistently posting there. So, very happy about that. Yeah. So it's it's very much, I suppose, when when I talk about, um, as I said a few years ago, I had a bad self image, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was the reason why I couldn't scale my business. I used to blame everybody else. Like what I said, everything that's going on in the exterior world. Mm-hmm. is a direct replication of what's going on internally. So I used to blame everybody else. 
And then when I was introduced to all this material and I realized that, in fact, I was the problem and not everybody else, well, then I was able to change that. And of course, then it made me more comfortable being in front of a camera. And when I became more comfortable in front of a camera, I became me. And I could, you know, when somebody asked me a question, I could give a straight answer. Whereas if you'd asked me this question maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. I'd be stumbling to give you an answer because I'd be more concerned about how I looked or, you know, what, what I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah, YouTube, I've only started recently. It's, uh, you know, I've, I've been concentrating on mainly clients, but but now I'm starting to open up into to all areas of platforms. I have so much information that I wanted to share. I have all the R and M comes into the play, just like what you're saying. Um, yeah. When I'm trying to record myself, uh, uh, just me myself. Yeah. So it, you know, again, when we look at uh, our self-image, uh, we can change our self-image. You, you can reinvent yourself to be whatever you want, because you're you through your ancestors, and as you're growing up, that's what you developed. So, you know, you may be similar to your mom, your dad, your brothers, your sisters. You'll talk, you'll walk, you'll eat, you'll drink, you'll sleep. Very same as them. But if, if we want to be different, and, and I'm, I am very different than my brothers and sisters um, because I had a passion and desire for business. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have the same passion. Um, so I almost created my, my uh, own self-image of who I wanted to be. And that's, that's what we can do. So, you know, if, if I wanted to be a confident individual well, and that's what I done I created my self-image around my confidence but but what I have to uh, point out here is that I had two personalities for many years because I had the personality when I was the businessman and then I had the personality when I was at home and there were two different people whereas now I'm I'm the same person I, I don't you know I don't have to be false I don't have to put on you know that I'm a great businessman I don't have to do it anymore but that's because I had a bad self-image so it's, it's about being, uh, you know, being you. Barry, I can relate it to like 100%. Um, my journey was when I became manager or even before when I wanted to become a manager, I was putting the show that um, I am in this role and I have to act and behave like this. And that go on for many years. And then just like how you said, how I was managing my kids and how I was managing my team is completely different things. And how I live and behave and think when I'm alone and how I act when I'm in uh, in my office was completely different. And uh, I realized that first when I was doing uh, Myers-Bridge, that's a personality check. uh, And I started thinking, how do I answer these questions? If I answer these questions as what I do for my full-time job, yeah. answers are different. I'm yeah. way organized, big planner. If I if I answer them based on how I act when I'm alone, it's different. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that's when I realized. But fortunately, so far, I was able to blend um, them together. And I, I yeah. was able to act more natural initially and even now um i am okay to speak the way i speak versus uh, previously i was trying to act like a i'm somebody i act yeah. like a professional versus the person that i'm now yeah. that's it it's getting comfortable being yourself that's so you know yeah you have to like you before you can really 
really like anybody else. That's what it was down to. Because when you start to like who you are, uh, your personality and how you, you look and how you talk and how you walk, well, then, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Because if, they, if they're thinking about you, that means they've got a problem with them. Because you need to yeah, be thinking and, about you. And even on our own personal perspective, you don't like yourself, but you're expecting other people likes you. Right? I mean, that's the big contradiction. You're trying to show yeah. up that so that other people likes you versus uh, and but inside you you know that something is missing. Yeah, so like it's very much a case of when we look at our mental faculties, you know, perception, reason, will, intuition, memory. You know, we got to remember that we can develop them skills so that first of all you start to like you for being you, and then if you pick up like what we said with the intuition, and you pick up that somebody may dislike you, well, you can use your mental faculties to allow them to, to hone into you. So it's almost like gratitude, you know, leaving somebody with a sense of increase. You know, if you if I pick up somebody who dislikes me, you know, I'll, 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 I'll talk to them and I'll say something nice to them. You know, I'll bring them on board. And if they like me, well, there's nothing I can do about that. But I will try. I aim to use my mental faculties, my communication skills. Mm-hmm. Whereas many years ago, you know, if they didn't like me, I didn't care. Well, it's tough. Whatever. Good luck. I don't want to talk to you. Get out of the room. You know, what are you doing here? Whereas now I'll go out of my way to, you know, leave somebody with a sense of increase. What it'll do is if you say something to somebody. So I'll give you an example. When somebody is in um, a mode of, I suppose, self-wallowing, you know, like, oh, my God, it always happens to me and I'm sick of this. And, oh, gee, you know, this the whole world. But. When you find somebody's in that state, I just say to them, go and do something for somebody. Go and do something out of your heart. Buy somebody a cup of coffee that you don't know and watch what happens. Your vibration will go through the roof because you've done something outside of it. And what will that do? It'll raise your vibration from low to high and then it'll put you in good form. And the same thing happens when you pass a compliment to somebody, when you say something nice to somebody, especially somebody you don't like. Because what will happen is that it'll raise your confidence. It will also raise them. They'll go, oh, my God, what was that all about? We'll feel so good about it. So not only have you made them feel good, you've made yourself feel good. So it's a, double, a double-ended a double sword for a good yeah. way. So, Barry, you could have, I'm changing the topic um, to go on. You could have done so many things. You started with business. You probably have done a few other businesses. How did you land into this business? So I started off in, in Chemdry uh, about 18 years of age. Uh, I ran that for 10 years. Um, I then decided to sell up with that and move on to the security business. Um, up to about four years ago, we were doing about 1 million, 1.2 million. And then we grew that in the last four years up to 2 million. Um, but whilst I... I have lost the passion and desire to run that because I've got caught up in the 18 and 20 hours a day. And I certainly don't put in them hours anymore, but what it has allowed me to do is to grow myself. And so uh, I ended up where I started to teach people how I did it and how I became a seven figure owner of business. And of course, how they could avoid what happened to me, all the problems in the middle that people can now avoid to get there. Right. And of course, it makes it easier for them. And as well as that, then, you know, I show people systems and guidance 
mentorship, um, and of course a roadmap of how they too can get there without having the, the difficulties that, that I encountered. That's a quite a journey. Yeah, like I would say in the early part, it was probably a roller coaster because it was always expanding. Every business I was into was always expanding. Whereas now, well, like any business is a roller coaster, but it's a more defined roadmap. Now I know what I want and not what I need. You know, so I'm now chasing and believing what I can do. I've, I've eliminated or eradicated some of my unlimiting beliefs that allows me now to expand and, uh, in many ways both health and happiness. When when you figure this, that this is what you will do moving forward, I wanted to dig deeper. What would the process look like? How did you figure that uh, the change? Um, so initially what happened was when I looked at uh, the problems in my life, um, and they were problems and they were uh, escalating quite rapidly, um, as I mentioned, between high court actions, relationship issues with my children, my wife, um, things going on in my own head, uh, started to drink lots of alcohol. Um, you know, every day was a problem. Um, mm. And, you know, bad thoughts were coming into my mind. You know, what, what was I doing this for? What was I getting up every day for? What was the world, you know, doing to me? What was the problem? Why, why am I bothering? You know, what's this all about? And it, when it got to that stage, then it was like it was all over. What's the point in carrying on? And then when uh, I realized one morning, one Sunday, it was like uh, one o'clock, I was still in bed. And I had to be now drinking heavily the night before. And I'd realized, I'd say like, when was there a time when I was actually happy? How has it come to all this? And mm. then I reflected back. I reflected back when I was 17 and 18, driving around in my vehicle, listening to Napoleon Hill and Earl Nightingale and Bob Proctor. And, and I remember saying, I know so much of this stuff, I should teach it. And then a light bulb went on. I went, oh my God, that's what I need to do. I need to, I need to start getting into personal development. I can help people. Don't, I don't want people to end up where I am. And I'm sure there's lots. And then as I started to look at it, that's exactly what we stumbled across. That you know, the entrepreneur is can be a lonely journey, um, and people can feel segregated as a result of that. But when you when you reach out, nobody is going to tell you they have a problem. But when you reach out to people and you know tell them or explain to them, well, then they can connect with you, and then of course it allows you then to be able to help them in some way. Very, it's uh, 158. I know you said you have a coaching call. Yeah, no, don't worry. Five, a couple of minutes won't work, won't work. Yeah, no problem. Okay. You, you have so much wisdom. You have so much knowledge. And I know you just started with Twitter. And I started like four weeks ago. Um, but there are so much community there. There are so, much, so many people. Um, the way it works is where you share uh, a lot of information, just like what you're sharing here, but more in the written format, more on the thread, Twitter thread format. And then uh, uh, you build a community of people there. I will share some of the reference, some of the some of the things that I have learned um, yeah. with you, and uh, hopefully that will give you a, a jump to start. But I think you will find a lot of people that you can help there.
um, and there are Twitter spaces as well uh, where you will be able to speak and, and connect with so many people. Yeah, for sure. Look, I really appreciate, you know, you taking the time out to, you know, ask me these questions. And I, I've, I have a passion now, you know, for helping people. And that's why, you know, when I'm offered to jump on something like this, I love to share not that I expect anything in return for it, but just, you know, somebody out there can can hear it and, and almost connect to it and go, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it is possible. You can I can have what I want in life. And you can. That's the reality. So with the time, um, we'll jump directly into what's your message for the audience. And my audience are people who are in the early career or entrepreneurship or uh, business who are trying to determine how their next 5, 10, 50 years look like. 20 years, not 50. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first thing I would say is start to look at what you do. Start to look at your paradigms. What is your paradigm surrounding? So when we talk about paradigms, we're talking about our habits, our habitual habits, our daily habitual occurrences. Because what you got to remember is that you could have paradigms around money. So you might want to earn a lot of money, but it's never going to happen if you have a paradigm around money. And that's like when somebody wins the lottery, you find that in a very short period of time, they end up back to the way they were. Why? Because they weren't used to it. They didn't know how to utilize it, how to use it or spend it in a way to develop their life. So the first thing I would say is look at your habitual behaviors, look at your habits and start to develop the skills that you need or require. Look for a mentor or a guide that can give you the right information and guide you in the right direction that can help you uh, I suppose, multiply your results in many different ways. Because if you want to earn your yearly salary and a monthly salary, it's possible. Mm-hmm. But it's just you don't think like that at the moment. So you've got to change your mindset skills and don't give up. You know, don't give up. Persistence is the key. As Napoleon Hill says, persistence. You've got to be persistent in everything you do. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But you got to remember, if you're in a high vibration, the good days are going to far outweigh the bad days. And that's what the important thing is. Well, thank you so much, Barry. Do you have any question for me? No, no. I thoroughly enjoyed your questioning. <laughs> thank you. 